Come on. Thank you, God. Amen. Hey, uh, kind of, kind of alluded to it earlier, and uh, j- but just want to, just want to see your mind. Just realize that God's making all things new. That's this is what He does, right? He just, it's just one of the things He does. He makes all things new. He's not making all new things, but He's making all things new. And, and, and you know, you, you're getting a renewal of mind, a renewal, right? Re this prefix means bring back to the original. So, so when He's, you know, God re everything, renew, restore, refresh, revive. God's really into re. He likes to bring things. He likes to get you back on track, right? Repent, repent. It's, it's not just turn around this way, but it's this way. Just re and pent. Pent is a is a, is a prefix like re is. Pent is the prefix that means top, like penthouse. So when you repent, you're, it's not just turning around. No, no it's, it's getting back up on top again. And, and here, here's where God wants you, right? Well, really, you should be pretty excited about that because God's looking at you going, dude, you ain't on top. Okay? Uh, 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 life is, is, is pressing you out of your position, right? And, and, and it's pushing you out of your appointment. You are being dis appointed in areas of your life, and the enemy is trying to get that disappointment to separate you so that you don't walk in your anointing, and, and the thing of it is, is that it's really, it's really, it's not, it, it's, it's not up to anybody else, but it's up to you on whether you're going to live on top or not, see, because a lot of times we'll, we'll, we'll use excuses, Ex- well, right, right, excuse, well, they've been mean to me, or this thing happened to me, or this circumstance happened, everybody in the room has gone through stuff. Be, you know, be of good cheer. Jesus said, I've overcome the world. Remember that? Be of good cheer. What did he say right before it? Oh, there's going to be a lot of stuff hitting the fan. Okay. In this world, there's going to be tribulation, right? Life is going to have this moment. There's going to be, there's going to be some real challenges, but don't, don't, but listen, in the world, there's tribulation, but I'm in Christ. And if any man be in Christ, the old things, they've lost their authority, and, and the new thing has come. Well, I don't see anything new. Exactly. you got to see it new. you got to see it new. See, uh, the, first thing, the first thing that you got to un- understand is that, that you, 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 need to, you need to deal with your disposition. Your disposition. Because, uh, you know, your attitude is, is either going to hold you in position or Disposition dis means to push out of. It's going to get you out of your position. You're looking at all this stuff wrong. And, and, and see, and we got scripture. If we, if, we, if we live according to the word of God, we got scripture that's really going to help us with this. Right? First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16. And we're reading from the message. Be cheerful no matter what. Okay. Now, now hey, it's the new year. Let's get this down. Here, here's your mantra. Okay, you're going to be cheerful. That's full of cheer. Some of you are full of something, but it don't look like cheer, <laughs> right? So you're going to get full of cheer. Be cheerful no matter what. See, take all of that stuff, all of those, you know, uh, okay, I'll, I'll be transparent today because there's not that many of you, right? But don't tell anybody I said this. You see... This would have a t- see on Monday mornings. What preacher? What do preachers do on Monday mornings? We call each other and compare war stories, right? Let, see, the last couple of weeks it's been really fun for me. Last weekend was a blast because all my all my friends are in cities that had snow, and we didn't have snow until after worship started, right? So everybody got up here and they came last last Sunday. You know the room's full, and then. As you were leaving, it was fun to watch your faces. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, now my friends in, in Yakima, you know, they had snow, so they were down 50%. And Vancouver, Vancouver had a bunch of snow, and they're not used to it, and they were down almost 60%. Yak, or, or Spokane, Sharky had 18 inches in, <laughs> in, in his front yard. It's so funny to me. And, and he's down. And so I got to call everybody up and say, well, yeah, did, did you have snow? What's the answer? Yeah. How were your numbers? Really high. <laughs> well, d- and you had snow? Yeah. I didn't tell them. It didn't snow till after we started. Because <laughs> had there been any, any sign of snow before we started, we'd been to, I mean, look at us today. There's a football game or something, huh? 
Hey, thank God we're here. At least we're saved. Yeah, but, 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 so, uh, you know, so, but, so, so really, how, how do I apply be cheerful no matter what? Who cares what the numbers are? But that's, it's easier to say it than it is to embrace it. Right? Because there's, there's little indicators in your life that are, that, you know, your cheer meter is all over the place. You know, about what's going to happen, you know, but, but if things go the way you like. He, and that's why that no matter what's in there. Be cheerful no matter what. Here's how, to, here's how to get there. Next verse. Pray about everything. Pray all the time. Just pray, 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 pray. Be, if you're going to be cheerful no matter what, you're going to pray all the time. Huh? Come on, this, this, you're launching into a new year. You're going to need to see some things differently. You, you, need, you need newness, freshness of life. Well, you're going to be cheerful no matter what. And, and in order to do that, you're going to pray all the time. And look at the next verse. I love this. And thank God no matter what happens. You know why he says that? Because stuff isn't going to go the way you asked it for in your prayer. Be cheerful, no matter what. Pray all the time. And then no, no matter what happens, be thankful. What's he saying? I'm not going to actually answer your prayer the way you pray it. I know this is going to just needs a minute to sink in, especially for us faith folks. Because, you know, we're under the impression you have enough faith, you're never going to have a bad day. I mean, some of y'all, some of y'all have that, it's kind of a weird mindset, really, because you look at people going through stuff and you judge them. Oh, ye of little faith. Man, if, if you had more faith in that, your kids would obey. Dude, the only way to keep my kids in line would have been to lock them in their room and never let them out. You know, stuff happens. And he said, you know, and, and oh, by the way, this is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. This, one translation says, this is the will of God for you. So anytime you're searching for the will of God, here it is. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. And no matter what happens, be thankful. Because, you know, you're going to ask him for stuff, but he's not going to do it the way you think he should. And so life is going to begin to happen, and, it's, and it ain't going to go the way you think it should. But don't let that move you. Don't let that shake you. Don't let that shape you. No, you have, you have the Word of God. You have, you have a promise. See, and you have, there's, there's, a way, there's a way to get God life results. It's called God's way. See, we want the will of God. We want the will of God, but a lot of times we don't want the ways of God. And the problem is, is that the will of God is, is surrounded, it's encapsulated, it's wrapped up in the ways of God. See, in order to get, in order to get this, you got to do that, right? Because that is what produces this. See, I, I want this. I want this promise. I, I want this increase. I want this blessing. Well, then you got to do that because that's what produces this. And it's the ways of God that produce the will of God. And the ways of God are located inside the word of God. So if you'll stay in the Word of God, you'll begin to understand the ways of God. You begin to live the ways of God. You'll begin to experience the will of God for your life. But you gotta, but you got to do it God's way. And see, what happens is, is that we're thinking God should do stuff our way. And then we get disappointed because stuff ain't going the way we asked. And I gave up bread. Are you kidding me? I gave up bread. And, I, and, and you ain't doing stuff my way. And, you know, anytime you give up bread, you get a little touchy. And you're trying, to, you're trying to force God to move your way. And he's, I bet he's sitting up there with the bread of life going, aren't they cute? Aren't they, aren't they cute? They're so cute. You want God's result for your life. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna share something with you today, and and you know, you know, there's a there's a real good chance. There's a real good chance I probably am not gonna pastor a church of ten thousand people because I'm not that nice. 
I'm going to share something with you today that, that might rock your boat, your world a little bit. Okay? Because anytime you start telling people that they're not going to get what they want, they get a little irritable. And then when you do it while we're fasting, not good. So feel free to email me. Because I'm not reading any of those right now anyways. Okay. <laughs> You are not going to get to do anything you want. You don't get to live any way you want and get God's result. You can't judge me. You're an idiot. Your fruit judges you. Right? And, and, and I just want to say this, just, just as I launch into this this morning. Just, just before we get really crazy, let me just tell you something about this judgment. Nobody can judge me. God is my judge. He's the only one who can judge. What is discernment for? Discernment is to keep yourself and others from falling off a cliff, from separating yourself from God. You know, let me tell you, in prayer, let me tell you what this year is going to be. This is going to be a year of hard decisions. I'm telling you that we're walking into a season of hard decisions. But, but, and that sounds bad, but the reality is, is that great payoff is on the other side of hard decisions. That when, when, you, when you're willing to make a hard choice, see, you get a, a, an, awesome, an awesome result. See, and future is not a place or a position. Future is a result. Right? And, and how am I going to get the future that God has planned for me? I'm going to make the hard decisions that that future demands. Now, I'm going to make some hard choices, and, 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 and what we're going to do with uh, uh, everything, every ounce of energy that we can find, we're going to lead you to a place where you have to make hard choices, right? We can't make them for you, but I can put you right in the spot where you have to make it, huh? Why? Because we love you, and we want you to have the, the result that, that God wants you to have. And it starts with, hey, we're launching into a new year. Why don't you decide that this year I'm going to live right? <laughs> and I know what you're thinking. I, I don't do anything wrong. <laughs> Remember when Jesus said to the guys, hey, if you continue in my word, you're going to know the truth. The truth is going to make you free. And they said, we ain't never been in bondage. And, and, and the deal is, the deal is, is that if you can't see your bondage, you're never going to see your freedom. See, and, and so what you have to do is you have to say, okay, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to let God speak to me. I'm going to let God change me. I'm going I'm, I'm to let God direct me. Because, uh, you know, the saddest people on the earth, it, you know, you would think, well, it's non-believers. No, no, the saddest people, the, the most frustrated, the most, uh, you know, they, the most frustrated, the most Oh, man, they're just unfulfilled, it, it is, is Christian people who live a compromised life. You know, it, it's, it's like, hey, remember the three chairs, you got commitment, you, you got compromise, and you got conflict. People who are in conflict with God uh, are, are more at peace than people who are, who are living in, in, in compromise. Because, you know, you, you, it's so confusing. You know, how am I going to live when I get there? And, 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 and what am I going to do when, I, when I'm with those people? How am I going to do it's, it's just so confusing. Because, you know, there's things in life that we really, really enjoy, that we really like. You know, uh, uh, I, I really, did you, did you break the seal on that for me? Because don't make me look like a sissy up here. Okay, thank you. Uh, you know, who likes lemonade? Don't you kind of, I like it. And I'm probably, you know, for some of you guys, this is going to be hard because this is not sugar-free. And here we are. We're on a fast, and we're, we've cut out sugar. And Oh, my God, he's probably going to hell. No, it's, it's good is what it is. It's really good. Um, this is better than normal. I, I don't understand. Oh, that's, that's good stuff right there. I better stop. It's already getting a sugar high kind of thing. Sweet. Get it? Sweet. Get it? He didn't get it. Okay. But that's awesome. Okay, that's awesome. But yet there are, there are moments 
when that just don't cut it for me. I want something different. You know, so how many like these? Yeah, this is real sugar. And caffeine. And it tastes kind of funny after that, but it's, it's, it's right there. But, you know, some, sometimes, sometimes we like this. <sighs> Refreshing. But other times, we're cool. Sophisticated. That's the way we roll. So it's, like, it's, like, it's like mixing, you know, together, honestly, right now, it's a very weird aftertaste. But, but, you know, this is my life, and, 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 and I'm going to, you know, hey, I'm a Christian, and I smoke pot. <laughs> you know, I can do what I want. I, I'm a Christian. I hang out with Christian people. They have Christian t-shirts. They're little sweeties. But... I'm living with some chick. You can't judge me. You're an idiot. You're a Christian idiot. But I don't have to forgive them. See that? I put people in unforgiveness in the same bed as fornicators. <laughs> Actually, I didn't. God did. But, you know, we, 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 we don't want to be quite as bold as that. Because we we're, we're under the radar type folks. Who likes lemonade now? <laughs> we just mix our life. We think if we package it right, it don't matter. I'm telling you right now, it matters. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it matters a lot. Oh, man, that's, it's, it's actually curdling in my gut. It maketh me thick. <laughs> and there's people like, well, why are you still drinking it? Why are you still living this way? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to understand your nasty, wretched self. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to get my brain wrapped around this thought process. Well, you know, the grace of God. No, dude, let's talk about the stupidity of mankind. Let's, let's, let's talk about the level of stubbornness. Revelation ch chapter 2. <laughs> he said, I know your works. Check it out. I know, your, I know your labor, your patience. I mean, look at what he's saying, man. You got, you, you're a hard worker. You, you actually break a sweat. You, you, you've been patient. You have been unchanged in a lot of areas. And, and you don't bear with those who are evil. You've tested those who say they're an apostle and they're not. And you've found them to be liars. He said, man, yeah, you, you, you're, you're like a little mini rock star, aren't you? Look, look at the next, look at verse 3. You, you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my namesake. It, it's actually wore yourself to exhaustion. Uh, but we got a little problem. You weren't actually doing it for me. I mean, you're a hard worker. You're an usher. You're a greeter. You're on the worship team. Dude, if you're really bold, you're a children's worker. But yet I have a, I have a problem. Look at verse 4. I have this against you. Your first love. 
your passion for me. See, you're not doing those things. It, he, he was writing to a church, and he said, you know, you've given me your service. You just haven't given me your self. You, you're a great worker, but, but your passion. See, your passion. And, and, and look at verse 5 is crazy because he says, uh, uh, look from where you've fallen. You know, most of, us, most of us, you know, we don't see ourselves as fallen. But God says, hey, look from where you've fallen. Your passion is, it, it, you know, remember when, you, remember when you first got saved? Remember when, when you woke up in, in, the, in the morning and I was on your mind? Remember before you went to bed at night? Remember when you were talking to me? Remember that? Hey, we ain't there no more. You, you've fallen and you need to repent. You know what he's saying is your passion, you put it other places. Well, I haven't either. Let's, let's, let's sit down and go over your finances. Let's, let's see. You know, uh, the other night during prayer, uh, you know, I had an idea. And, and so I went around and, and uh, uh, I started asking guys that were, that were in the room just, you know, as we prayed, as, as, you know, uh, Hey, if you were interviewing someone, let's say you're interviewing me, and you're going to find out if I love Shelby, okay? You're going you're gonna to ask questions uh, in an interview, and you're going to determine whether or not I love Shelby. What kind of, what kind of questions uh, would you ask? And some of them were, were uh, well, what five things are you doing currently for her, just for her? What five things? Um, another good one was, what issue is pressing upon her heart, and what are you doing about it? That was a good one, huh? How much time have you set apart to accommodate her desires? I know, you know, you want her to do things with you, but how much time? Yeah. Uh, one of them, I thought this one was good. It was, if we went to Facebook without having to have someone explain to us your stuff, could we tell you loved her? on your Facebook page. One of them was just very blunt. Would you die for her? Now these, these are our definitions of love. So let's, let's see about our passion for God. What five things are you doing for him currently? What issue is pressing on his heart right now and what are you doing about it? How much time have you set apart to accommodate his desires, his wishes? If we went to Facebook, would we be able to tell you loved him? Dude, it's quiet up in this Presbyterian church. Would you die for him? Man, I, I got great Christian friends that apparently don't want to miss a football game for him. Well, we'll get a tape of the service. You know, you could have recorded the game. I guess it depends on where your passion is, though. See, let me just say this to you. You don't get a pick. Where are you going to put him? If he's going to be God, he's going to be first. You don't get a pick. Be cheerful all the time. Right? Pray about everything, but understand... <laughs> I'm not going to do it your way. So be thankful, no matter what happens. Just be thankful. Just be thankful. Let me be God. But you know what? You're going to have to learn, and, and the decision that, you're, that we're going to bring you to today, we're going to bring you to this place. Can you, can, you, can you put him first? Well, you don't know what I'm dealing with. 
Everybody's dealt with stuff. Everybody has dealt with stuff. I want you to just take a minute, just for a second, watch the screen. I'm blessed. I love my life. I've got a beautiful wife, an awesome family, great friends, an amazing church. I love my job. I have a purpose. I have a call. Ministry is a part of my blood. I love God, and I have a hope and a future. I've had a great life, but it hasn't always been full of smiles. It wasn't always the most enjoyable. It wasn't always pretty. There were times I didn't have joy. There have been moments where I would smile, but that smile meant nothing. So when I was close to hitting rock bottom and just hadn't realized it yet, I was driving a van for yummy meat, sleeping in a rundown motel. I was running with the wrong crowd, the wrong girls, putting my life down a bottle, hoping that would help. I was a thief. I stole from my mom, my dad, both my brothers. I even stole from the church. I had ended up in jail. No job, no car, no money, no friends. I didn't have a place to go. One of my biggest struggles was trying to prove to everybody that I could do life my own way. I didn't want to do it the way that my mom and dad were teaching me to do it. I mean, they made it sound like there was only one way to grow up, one way to do life. And I wanted to prove that I could do life all these different ways and still get the same results. I didn't realize while trying to live life all these different ways that it was causing me to be a whole bunch of different people. So when I hit rock bottom, I had realized that I was trying to fit into all these different situations, trying to make all these different relationships work. I tried to make God a part of all of these different things, but you know, it hit me. This is going nowhere and going nowhere fast. This will not work. I will no longer allow God to be a part of my life. So here we are at the decision spot. How many of us have tried to make God a part of our life? See, it don't work that way. He can't be a part. He's got to be all of it. See, a lot of us are struggling over decisions that should have already been made. Because when you said, I'll follow you, well, directional decisions have been made that now. You don't get a choice anymore. Why? Because you're following him. And he's already told you which way to go. There'll be a word behind you saying, this is the way when you turn to the left or the right. Walk in it. See, a lot of us, we, 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 we have all of these other areas of our life that we're trying to make God a part of it, and God's saying, you know what? You want the outcome that I have for you? I'm tired of being a part of it. I'm not a side dish. I'm not a topping. I'm the real deal. And so what we're going to do today is we're going we're gonna to take an opportunity, and we're going to spend a little bit of time and, and, and I know, you, you know, we got things to do and places to go, but let me tell you where we're going to go first. We're going to go deep, a little bit deeper into his presence, and we're going to rearrange some of our passions, and we're going to put him back up on top. And, and, and you know, uh, what, what I would really encourage you to do today is that, uh, that you would take responsibility. You know, one of the things that drives me crazy is when somebody knows what they should do, but they come and ask me to make the decision for them. 
You know, because, you know, you know, you ever had a, a somebody that you're working with or worse yet, somebody who works for you and, and they come and 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 they, they they want you. They already know what they should do. They know what needs to be done. They they know what they ought to do. But they come and they ask you to, you know, well, OK, well, you know, I was just thinking about maybe, you know, well, what do you think? And they want you to make the choice. And today we're going to bring you to a place where you can make the choice. Look at where we've fallen from. Can we repent? Can we put our passion back up there? Can we let God be on top again? You know, we sing it. I give you my whole heart. All of my passion. As long as it fits in my schedule. As long as it doesn't cost me too much. As long as it doesn't move me too deep. Hey, no, 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 no. Today, we're putting him back on top. Today, today, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make movement. We're we're gonna we're gonna step out and 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 we're we're gonna uh, position ourselves. We're gonna position ourselves to let God be God again. And you know, I, I want to encourage you to. Uh, Well, let me put it this way. Whatever you do, don't stay where you've been. And I had a conversation this week with a young guy, and he's, he's pretty excited about life. And, and he, he, kept making, he kept making this statement. He said, I, I know God wants to use me. I know, I know God wants, to, wants me to stay in, in front of masses of people. You know, thousands of people are going to be. And I'm like, you know, hey, that's really cool. That's, that sounds good. That's a great motivator. But what if, what if it doesn't happen? What if, what, Jesse, what if God's going to work in your life, but he elects to not let anybody else even know of your existence? Are you still in? You know, if, if, if you don't get a preach to 10,000 people, this is my conversation with it. If you don't get a preach to 10,000 people, are you still, still going to live for him? You know, if, if he doesn't answer your prayer the way you hope he does, are you still going to serve him? Are you still going to let him be first? Or, does, or, or is, is he, like, you're going to reward him? See, he's either God or a cocker spaniel. A lot, a lot of us act like, like, like we're going to reward him if he does what I want. And the reality is that you and I, we, uh, we need to make a decision that we're going to do what he wants. If he, if he wants something out of my life, he can have it. If he wants to drop something in my life, he can do it. But I'm going to let God be God. Hello? So we're going to worship. Give me some of that, would you? And, uh, and we're just going to open up this space. You see, I think some of us, we need, we, we need to bring some things. And, and it's like, you really don't need the angels to do the river dance in the driveway. You already know stuff in your life that needs to go. Oh, don't look at me like that. You, you know, hey, man, you got some attitudes, you got some habits, you got some, you got some issues. Look at your neighbor and say, um, he's talking to you. <laughs> now, I want to encourage you to just uh, press into his presence just for a moment and bring things that, that you don't need to carry out of this room and just bring them just to lay down. And let his presence change you. The more I seek you, the more I find you. The more I find you. more I love you. 
more I seek you. more I find you. The more I find you. The more I love you. I want to sit at your feet. Drink from the cup in your hand. Lay back against you and breathe. Feel your heart beat. This love is so deep. It's more than I can stand. I melt in your peace. It's overwhelming. The more. The more I seek you, the more I find you, the more I find you, the more I love I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand lay back against you just a break this love is it's more than I can say I want to sit I want to sit at your feet drink from the cup in your hand lay back more than I can stand It's over when and breathe. (laughs) 
God, we magnify you. of us need okay okay we, we have this desire okay I'm gonna put God I'm gonna put your passion back up here put your passion up here I'm gonna, I'm gonna move away from that past thing right because if any man be in Christ he's new the old things have passed away behold the fresh and new is coming and, and what but what we need is is uh, you know there's one thing if we can see the newness is one thing if we step into it but there's people around us and they see the old us and they, they remember the old thing. They, they you know, and it's like handles that they, you know, I'd step up and they reach up and grab it and pull it back. And you know what you need is, is you need somebody to give you a break. Hello? You need somebody to like give you some slack? No, no. That's, that's what you need to understand. That's what you need to give everybody else. You need, you need to give it to everybody else. You need to look at people and say, okay, from now on, dude, I'm seeing you new. You are not the old guy. See, because I know, I know some of your mistakes. I know some of your failures. I know some of your shortcomings. I, I know some of your stuff. You, you know each other. I release you. I release you. You know, you need to do that for the people in your world. You need to quit. You need to quit being the guy that's holding people in bondage. Yeah, but look at what they did to me. Who stinking cares? Then no longer, that it, it, just for your own sake, release them so that they're not on the throne of your life anymore. But for their health, release them. Because what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. So you want to step out of that. You want to step out of that old thing. You want to step into a new thing. So what you got to do is open the door for somebody else. You, you've seen very clearly the, the shortcomings. Of, uh, oh, dude. See, what you have to do is you have to, you have to come to God with sincerity, a sincere heart, sincere. Two words put together to make one word, sincere. The word sin there is, is, to, is without, outside the mark, without. 
the word sear is wax. What it literally means is no wax, without wax. They, they had a, a, you know, the, the, the carvings and the statues, and, and they, they get broken, they get marred, they get a chip, and what they do is they fill it in with wax, and then they take their dyes and stuff, and they make it look all, hello, the old has become new. What they didn't understand is that when they added wax, they robbed it of its value. So if you found an artifact uh, and, and the guys looked at it, and if they mark it sincere, it means no wax. It's priceless. If it says, you know, if it doesn't say sincere, it means there's wax there. Guess what? It's $1.50. You can buy it at a shop and any place, you know, it's like they're giving them away. If you, if you fill in the cracks, if you try to make it look right, if you're not sincere, you, you're, you have no value. What you're doing is adding value to others when you let them remove the wax. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I ain't perfect. And I will not pretend to be, you know, some preacher ideology that you have. No, you get me cracks and all. You're free to be who God's called you to be. You, you've got cracks, okay? You've, you've got chunks missing. Don't try to fake it, but don't make others fake it either. Look beyond their stuff, man. Look beyond their mistakes. Look beyond their failures. Look beyond their shortcuts. Look beyond, oh, they were mean to you. So what? Hey, let them, let them be sincere. Add value to their life. And, let, and God will begin to add value to yours. Amen? You, you ready to take your value level through the roof? <laughs> hey, it pays off to put God first. I said it pays off to put God first. Come on, somebody, celebrate with him one time. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup, lay back against you and fill your heart. Love is so deep, it's more than I can stand. I'm melting your peace. One more time, I want to sit, want to sit at your feet. Just to breathe, fill your heart. Give him one more praise, one more shout. Come on, give it up to it. Hallelujah. Now, you know what's going to happen. You're going to begin to spend a little quiet time, you and Jesus, and he's going to ask you for stuff. Remember, remember Peter. Remember uh, Peter failed him, and then, then Jesus he's on the shore cooking fish, and he sees him out there fishing. And Peter had gone back to what he'd always known. Jesus couldn't leave him there, so he shows himself to him and he calls him. Remember, and remember where he kept asking, him, "Do you love me?" Oh God, you know, you know, I love you. you. You know all things. You know better than I do. But he's making Peter deal with this thing, right? Do you love me? I'll bet you $5. If you let him talk to you, he's going to ask you some questions kind of like that. You know how I know? Because you cannot consistently perform a test that's inconsistent with your character. This is the character of God. This is what he's always done. This is what he's always going to do. And he's going to show up in your life and he's say, do you love me? And you're going to go, oh, absolutely. Okay. Turn that TV off. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm not telling you to do that. I'm just saying that's, it wouldn't surprise me. Last year, God showed up and had the conversation with me. Do you love me? Oh, God, you know I do. Okay, no R-rated movies. And I thought, that'll be easy. Do you know that things don't blow up and people don't die in PG-13 movies? <laughs> Sucks. And, and I thought, well, it'll just be a year. And, it, you know, as I was getting ready for this new year, God says, no, no, I, no, you, you gave that to, You ain't going back to that. I'm like, well, dude, 
all the movies I want to see. And he goes, well, that's a problem. See, you still want to spend time there. Spend that time with me. It's just a me thing. Hey, you know, it's just a me thing. You, you go do whatever you want. But if, 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 if you'll press in. See, I told you, we want to bring you to a place where you can make some hard decisions. Because, see, if, if the biggest thing you're giving up for God is like an hour and 30 minutes on the weekend. Come on. Shift your passion. Shift your passion. You might think, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny? <laughs> it, wouldn't it be funny if, you know, if, if you've argued for years, it's okay for Christians to drink. Wouldn't it be funny if God said, okay, but not for you. You, you just push that aside. How about, I mean, what if God said, you know what, all I want from you is your addiction to fast food. Okay, it's 1127. I know what we're doing. We're getting out of here. Okay, I just want to pray for you. I just want you to lift up holy hands. And Father, we come to this place. This is our place. This is the, the position of effectual opportunity that we've created for you. I pray for every person in this room. God, that they would begin to have a clear sense of your voice speaking to them. And that, Lord, that we wouldn't cheapen what you have planned for us. That we wouldn't limit your goodness to fit our likes and dislikes. But God, that we would let you shape us so that we could have this amazing payoff, this result this that can only be created by that and you are the guy who defines that in our life in reality Lord there is only one way your way direct us we want to be more like you we will be cheerful no matter what we will pray all the time and regardless of what happens, we're going to be thankful. Because this is the way you want us who belong to Christ Jesus to live. And we give you the glory and the honor. Give him one more shout, one more praise. Be blessed, guys.